And this is uh, Lord Vishnu appearing in the sacrificial arena of King Navi.
Nabi was a great devotee of the Lord. For the king, he needed to have a prince uh, to send him for keeping on the line. So he did a ceremony, a ritual uh, sacrifice. It says that actually the real effect, the real important thing was that he was a pure devotee. That's why. The prayers and the worship and everything offered with great faith and devotion caused the war to come. Now the priests are even embarrassed when they feel that we did all the rituals. And there's seven different types of aspects for a ritual. Sacrificing valuable things and edibles, acting in terms of place, acting in terms of time, offering hymns, going through the priests, offering gifts to the priests, observing my other principles. But the thing that really, I mean that is quite rare that Vishnu himself comes. He actually came and personally blessed everybody. It says that that was because Nabi was a great devotee. But see, in this verse is like the priests, the praying, and they're feeling Overwhelmed that though. We do all these things to worship you, but we feel that what's really needed is devotion. Which is the one thing that we really don't feel really advanced in that devotion. It was the, when, of course, if somebody has the capacity and they have devotion, obviously they're going to make an elaborate arrangement. When Lord Chaitanya went to see uh, Advaita Acharya's arrangements for worshipping his guru at Shantipur. We observe the Shantipur festival every day. And there in Chaitanya Bhagavad, it says that he went around and saw the elaborate arrangements that uh, Advaita Acharya had made a super festival for the disappearance day of Madhavendra Puri, his virtual master. And that uh, he got everybody engaged in different services. Some people were doing kirtan. Some people were uh, reading Bhagavatam. Some people were receiving the guests, giving them garlands, sandalwood. Last year at Mayapur, the Chopati devotees, you know, different Mayapur devotees came and we tried to give up a special reception to all the people coming for the festival. Uh, and uh, it's uh, really, uh, people like that. I mean, it adds a whole different flavor. So this is a part of organizing a nice festival. We have nice festivals here in Atlanta, Paninati Festival. I don't know how much we do reception of the people. There may be an area that I mean, we give prasad, we're pretty happy, but I mean, <laughs> have some kind of programs that more or less keep to the schedule. <clears throat> A great Acharya, he had the super reception. Some people not only did they 
us understand the world, but they bathe their feet. I don't know, in America, how they like that. They want to bathe your feet. <laughs> they think my feet are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> because in those days, people would walk barefoot or with this, uh, some kind of wooden shoes or something. And there was uh, dirt roads. So your feet would be dusty. So you go and sit inside the assembly to listen to Bhagavatam class or something, then you'd have your dusty feet. So the tradition was to bathe the feet. I think even Jesus uh, in the Bible had feet bathing, right? Yeah. I remember making something like this for a long time since I read the Bible, but I seem to remember that. Jesus bathed the feet of his apostles. Things like that. So there was a custom of bathing the feet in olden times. No, if we bathe somebody's feet, then it becomes a new, big thing, right? But I mean, it's in the Bible. That uh, foot bathing was going on. So we're just keeping the tradition alive. I think the Pope bathes the uh, officials and bathes the feet of the Catholic. Cardinals or something once a year or something. Something <laughs> they do some. They do that before they do that because uh, so I don't know so, so much about it, but it seems like Jesus was showing his extreme humility. And uh, he did some ceremony like that. But normally the kind of visiting guests, the guru, well we did we do sometimes for gurus in some kind of place, but there was like everybody was having a big bang. Then there was uh, the women were engaged in uh, decorations and making because uh, of uh, artistic, uh, and they also were in the kitchen and all different kinds of cooking arrangements. Then he had uh, so many ingredients for cooking that they would have measured these ingredients not in. Uh, like kilos, like we have for the Panikanti festival cake, two little baskets of raspberries and two boxes of mangoes or something, you know, for the Chiradoi, <laughs> like our menu every year, Mahaguna goes around and purchases all the things, but different people don't eat. Here it was like measured in houses. We made little, little uh, grass huts and fill them up so there would be, you know, so many huts filled with yogurt, so many huts filled with, you know, 12 huts filled with leaf plates to keep all the ingredients. And the whole village came up just with all huts and the different, all the fruits and vegetables. And then the people were cutting all those things. So when Lord Chaitanya came and looked around and he was like ignoring all the points one after another, he said, this is first of all, one human being can do all this. This is like Amanushik. This is beyond human capacity to put together such a festival. And then he said, it must be that he's Shiva. He's a, he's a transcendental Lord. He's not a human being. Because of course, uh, Advaita is a combined form of Mahavishnu and Shiva, so that time. And uh, Krishna Vaishnava and Jatasambhu, the greatest devotee. 
the grandson, everything, all so many things going on. And then he was Kirtan, the Bhutch attended during the Kirtan, he brought him over after they offered the bowl bread and then said, Don't take the sign. He got so ecstatic, he just said, Anybody who comes on this Titi, Titi means you know, the lunar anniversary. Of this TT and takes prasadam here, you will get pure devotion for Govinda. That's how we go every year and we do our Paniyad, or not Paniyad, we do Shantipur festival on that TT, Govinda Bhavati, to get love for Krishna by eating. Like the this also. When I first came here 20 years ago, when um, we made a Sarans benefit, more than 20 years ago, came in 1980, they told me this is uh, Nupani Hatidam. Prabhupada gave the name Nupani Hatidam. So that's far out. So do you have a Chiradvai festival here? And they said, Chiradvai festival, what's that? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, we heard about reading the scripture. So then they didn't know I know exactly how to do it or anything. So since we've been doing it already in Mayapur from the from the Panihati, the real Panihati, so we had some experience of making Malsha Bogas. So then we decided to put together a little festival here and uh, I said, while we're here together we should uh, remember Prabhupada's pastimes here because he visited this place and he had for a number of days, his pictures there in the back, you can see he had pastimes here. When he was, uh, when the first time, when we got, I mean, nowadays it's hard to get all the old, old veterans to come back and share their. Somewhere, if someone goes to all my old uh, tape ministry, then uh, you can get those, because we recorded it. The different pastimes, to try to get them all together, put all the pastimes together over the years. And probably one day on Sunday when I'm cooking the Chiradoy, they used to have a loudspeaker that worked in the kitchen, now it's not so much working. But we would hear also in there the, the pastimes. And we do Leela Smart and Prabhupada's pastimes here, especially here, but other than that, we didn't have to share. I remember they would tell that all people were chanting Kirtan when Prabhupada was here. And uh, you see this one picture somewhere, I don't know if it's here, but it's one picture where you see one person, you see literally his belly button above somebody else's head. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like, it's pretty hard to jump that high because you gotta be Olympic and jump, like something, jump that high up. But that was the kind of people were like floating, it was like so, and much energy was there. It was like this picture we see someone like that. It's like that. People said they were just like exploding and jumping high in the air. And, and then Prabhupada was chanting that song Parma, Karuna, Pahudui, Jana, Nitai, Gora, Chandra, crying. Taught all the devotees how to chant it. So it was uh, so many things were happening, and then people were. The normal kind of pastime for somebody goes, why is there always smell fresh paint? You know, the, the, the hour before he arrived, he's finished painting his room or something. But uh, I can't remember all the different pastimes, but uh, 
<coughs> different devotees, that did their perception, realization, and Prabhupada said, this is the best temple. Mm. Of course, what happened that time, Radha party was here. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of everybody from the whole East Coast that came here. And then Prabhupada, just after coming from, I think it was Caracas and Mexico City, came here. Miami. Miami, and then here. But it was after the Latin America, Miami, then here. So that time they all came here and converged and they had like a weekend uh, festivities with Prabhupada. He started the Bhakti Vedanta Institute. You can see a picture there of young Sri Garmanda. If you look, he's very young. When he was still just in college. So a lot of different things were happening here. Of course, at that time I was in India, but uh, I was happy to hear the different devotees sharing. So how to create a festivity here? In uh, how to create some kind of a culture here? So that since Prabhupada gave them, I mean, the Panihati, they will definitely need to have a chiradoyi, uh, flat rice and yogurt. Well, because uh, here in America, everything's more optimal. And here you get fruits from all over the world. And like in India, you get mangoes and lychees and few fruits, maybe jackfruit and all that, bananas, man. <clears throat> but even that's just according to what's in season. But here you, you get the mangoes from Mexico, you get the peaches from uh, the local, this is peach land. This is, this is the, then you get, you know, dry fruits from all, all kinds of dry fruits, and you get cherries, and all kinds of different fruits coming in America, from, locally uh, grown as well as imported. So we started making different flavors with uh, different kinds of fruits. Like we would do in India, we'd make malsha bowl with yogurt, with, uh, with uh, condensed milk. But there wasn't so many varieties of fruits, but here you get big variety. A few years ago we started a salad, salty, salty chiragoy, which is quite popular. And my mother came in and she said, why, why are you giving all this chiragoy away for you? You should auction it. So we started auctioning, and one year, Amrish Prabhu was there, and he offered the bid went 400, 500, 600, went up, went over a thousand dollars for one pot of chiradoy. Yes. Now it's regularly that it goes over a thousand. Since he broke the, he broke the barrier, a thousand barrier now. So if someone, if someone pledges in advance, but if they, whatever is not pledged, there's a few uh, pots that we auction off. It's quite common that somewhere during the auction, someone, two people want the same pot so badly, the auction goes up to over, over what, 1200? <laughs> so that helps to finance the festival. <clears throat> but like that, this Panihati uh, Prabhupada said is one of the eternal dams, the Lord Chaitanya is eternally residing in Panihati. So just like you have Vrindavan and you have Mayapur and uh, Jagannath Puri and Dwarka, but then also uh, Panihati is actually eternal down. So I don't know how, I hope that in the generations and the yugas that come, the devotees will somehow keep up a Panihati spirit. Prabhupada in his original charter for ISKCON, he said that uh, we should uh, 
made, we want, one of our purposes in this con is to make places of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. And I don't remember that again. I'm paraphrasing again, I remember the exact wording, but something dedicated to the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. So to hear what Prabhupada gives uh, a name to the place, it gives us an opportunity to dedicate some pastimes. And Hanihati was, of course, famous for a number of things. The, the Chirudai festival is the, the focal point. But also it was the house of Raghava Pandit and Damayanti who are super cooks. So it's important, I think, here that we have that good feasts. Keep up the Hanihati tradition. I don't know anybody who minds that. It's to provide some cooking uh, dedication. But that's uh, one of the things about Pani Hadi. What did you to go there and he have these feasts? Not only the Pani, not only the Chirudai feast, but many times he would go. Other thing that happened was that was this place where Nityananda first started Namha preaching. Later he made his headquarters in Namadip at Surabhi Kunchana. When he came back from uh, Jagannathpuri, he started his Bengal preaching uh, initiative at Panihati. Uh, so it would be, we are also hoping that we could see the congregation expand more and more here. It's always been active, but America is a little bit slow congregationally compared to some of the other places. I don't know what, what's the secret to do. That, uh, what's the... the secret to get it going. But it's going, I mean, it's going, it's not that it's not going, it's going different places and uh, yeah. But, uh, like I was just in uh, Moscow, and they're trying to build up their congregation to having over 108 uh, groups. And last time I was there, in, uh, a few months ago, they had 20 groups, and now they're up to 30. But they feel it. Moscow feels it's a bit slow for them, but they're so they're trying. But uh, in, the, in America, they don't have cities that have 20, 30 groups and not focus like that very much. We have some cities with one group, like that, there's no temple in this group, like the Ramahatra, etc. We have big congregations that come to the temples, but Bhakti usually even comes to groups or any of the Ramahats. It's something that could be developed, you know, that. Uh, uh, a lot of Srinivas was able to set up a Bhakti Riksha group in uh, the Gulfport area of all middle class American people. And, uh, <clears throat> so they still meet and they're still Krishna conscious. So it just shows that it can be done, it just uh, got to penetrate the initial ice. Yeah? At the uh, meeting in Dallas this year, and we had break up in the different committees to address different issues. So I was on the committee for Namhata 
with the Lompoc Sound and Settlement of the Buildings. So we made a plan for the next couple of years when we double all the non-profit groups, all the property groups, all those things. So we focused on focusing on trying to do it. Then we can do this, give you a score sheet. So you can go get it immediately now. Get a report and send it in for annual rewards ceremony, and then but that will give you a benchmark. You know what you have, what's happening now. This is our yagya. I was just thinking because we're talking yagyas here, and Mavi Mars had a big yagya. This yagya was overtly karma kanda and yagya to have a child because he was a king and no child. And the priests were feeling our pain here, they're feeling embarrassed that they are not really having so much devotion, they just did it all ritualistically. But the Lord came in the previous verse says because he had pure devotion, so Krishna appeared. So with our yagya, Sankirtan yagya, which means kirtans, festivals, namaratas, so many things. I was here this morning when you have your core group who does all the deity worship, there's a lot of energy goes into the daily puja. I think the congregation doesn't appreciate how much effort goes into maintaining a daily program for the deities. And that somehow everybody can buy into that, participate in that yagya. That's our Pancharatric side here of the temple. I mean, you serve the Lord, the Lord's here, but <clears throat> the idea that pleases uh, Gordon Tai here are presiding deities, which is very rare. Because the Panihati Gordon Tai eternally resident, so we put Gordon Tai in the center. But they worship, uh, they're being worshipped uh, as uh, for the personality of Godhead and expansion uh, devotees. I was thinking that there's so much uh, could be done. It was just in the Middle East. And there, they have so many restrictions on uh, preaching. There's so many difficulties because in the Middle East we have a situation where we're mainly preaching to the Indian and the, the Southern Asian expatriates that work there <coughs> because of the linguistic and legal difficulties in preaching to the locals who are, it's highly illegal to preach to proselytize to anybody. That's what we do it to Muslim men. We don't be true. If he goes to this one. So, <clears throat> all the time Christians get deported. It's just, it's just a non starter. So, what we're constantly, there's so many foreigners that work there. So, they try to figure, they figure out how can they expand. And the uh, Bhakti Rishas expand on their own organically, but then you have also problems that people lose their jobs. There's a certain kind of a situation that they try to give jobs to the local Arabs and uh, so then they 
replace the expense for the local and lose their job. So you get somebody trained up for years together and then they get they lose their job and they go back to where you're trying to do a small country. So you lose 30% a year. Even 2030 is like a big number, 30% could shift. Or they have at least that apprehension and they could lose my job. So it says that when you're real stable, it's, it's more motivating. So, but in spite of all that, they're growing. One area has 126 groups. Two, three thousand devotees, and they want to double it this year. But they grow not only uh, vertically, but they also grow horizontally. They have uh, people go out, and they found that there's a lot of labor camps, and these labor camps are uh, poor people, minimum wage. But somehow, I'm at one place I was in the Middle East, and one of the Pakistani managers uh, he allowed uh, us to have one room where they could have kirtans and have their weekly prayer meetings. And uh, they gave them. <coughs> so they find that amongst course, poor people tend to be a little more religious. <laughs> So they have a lot of poor people now. I mean, they're relatively poor. Still in the Middle East, but they may get uh, $200 a month. Which for India is a lot. Maybe. I mean, for them, for India, it's not too bad. It's for poor, perhaps poor people. But it's uh, for that, for the Middle East, it's just a hand to mouth. I mean, they, but they get their place. What they, have to, what they get from the salary is profit they can send home and maintain their family. So that way, but they have all the time in the world. They have no money to go. I wish people could go to the hotels and have, spend money with these people. So they found that they open up a huge number of people chanting amongst the relatively economically struggling. Then they found that by opening up different linguistic groups, by you have people from different parts of the world, and if you have uh, Bhakti Bhiksha meetings in their own language, then they like to participate in that. Mm -hmm. like, even if they know English, some people some people like English, they just call English ones, but some people like to talk in their mother tongue. It's fun. So they, they go to those ones. And that way you can invite, you get more people, new people come just because, oh, there's a program in my language, so then they go. So they must have about eight, nine different, when we give a class, it's like almost like the Maya professor. We have eight, nine different languages being translated. When you have a, whenever I go for a joint program. So somehow they're scraping, they're using what's the areas that we couldn't expand here. Like Atlanta.
is a very unique place. It's a cosmopolitan place, a pretty mellow place. We have the uh, all kinds of ethnic groups. You have a large Latin community. You have a large Indian community. You have a large uh, Afro-American community, which is very, very powerful community here. Politically, politically, the majority of it is in terms of the mayors are usually correct in the so then you have your, the Russian now, the big Russian community. Yeah, Polish. Yeah. Polish? Polish mm -hmm. community. Then you have your normal, whatever, whatever normal Americans mean, but you have your whatever, what they call them, wasps. So having some programs here, we have our devotees, we have so many devotees here from, from Mayapur, so the Bengali <coughs> community. Jai! <laughs> I just heard that losing the job, the page of losing the jobs at the airports. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's uh, it seems like lots of opportunities to go out and do to to have that's one way is to set programs here for the different ethnic groups or just different festivals. Somehow the uh Sankirtan Union. So like they just invited me to come over to Russia for because the, they have a crisis there that they, they lost their temple. Temple was destroyed, right? But they also got a new land from the government. Mm -hmm. And the empty land doesn't help too much in the 15 minus 15 degrees weather. <laughs> for uh, why don't you translate for uh, Brenda? She don't understand half of what I'm saying. <laughs> so we're talking about ethnic uh, Russian preaching. So they 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 have a periodic big festival where they rent a hall and they invite everybody. And so to try to keep everybody enthused. Because they don't have a regular weekly Sunday Peace Program in the same way that they had before. So I came up for the three-day festival, two days, because I was there for two days, and uh, over a thousand people came. They had to rent a hall, paying a thousand dollars. But they got the money back by people paying two dollars at transfer. <coughs> Just as like there's all the paraphernalia for a yagya, it says the time, place, the circumstance within the seven different paraphernalia. 
sacrificing valuable things and edibles. Mm. We have a prasadam acting in terms of place. So what's our place? What's the situation? Here, what's the opportunities that exist in terms of time? According to the particular time yard, 21st century, internet, different things. That is like one disciple of mine is doing a Spanish Bhakti Shastri course from Argentina. He's got Spanish people all over the world taking this Bhakti Shastri course. Parma, Padma, Padma, and uh, offering hymns, we have our hymns. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Going through the priest. Well, we do different things. To the leaving devotees. Dakshina to the priests. Supporting the temple. That's part of the idea. Supporting the priests and the temple worship. Observing regular principles. In our Sankirtan Yagya, we have also the same, same principles. But here it's more important, it's also the Bhakti. But now Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda, when he first went back to Bengal, he just got everybody to chant. I remember saying in the room at the, uh, at the Woodstock Festival, it's all these young people go for rock and roll and everything. And he's got one booth uh, where it's all sells Indian stuff. In one corner they got drums. So there's always like 10 booths to sit down there with these bongos and different, mm -hmm. different shaped drums, start bong, bong, bong. Beating drums, people like drum beats. Yeah. Just having, just having a Hari Rama with lots of drums. People like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bhakti Jitra introduced different kinds of drums and then Bhakti Pundit Ricardo, what's his name? Gunagrani Maharaj has his different. What's that? African drums or Caribbean? Jimbi. They call them Congos? Jimbi. 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 Very popular. So what is the place and what is the things that are going to be attractive to people? Like, <clears throat> I was just at the festival in, uh, in Byron Bay, as I talked about last night, how they had this uh, Yatra New Year's Eve. Yes, right. Taking the Jagannath around, everybody's in the street trying to enjoy it some crazy way. <laughs> here comes the Rathyatra to come on, pull the rat. <laughs> They start pulling the rats. Yeah. And uh, they got it. <clears throat> the Swamis have to have like a circle around them. <laughs> because uh, there was one of Bhakti that Madhav, what's his name? Visrambha uh, Madhav? Yeah. Bhakti Visrambha Bhakti Visrambha Madhav. He was there in the Kirtan. And then he saw that uh, some young reveler. Try to climb up and, and hug me. <laughs> because that's the Buddha, everybody hugs everybody. Yeah. But I had I had my you know cordial, I had my phalanx stuff. When we saw that he got freaked out, so then he ran up and jumped up on top of the <laughs> <laughs> Just to 
It's too heavy, right? <laughs> There's an old lady that comes every uh, year to the, and stands behind the rat. When people try to climb up the rat, she, she takes a broom, she has <laughs> like a cane or something, and taps it. Get down! Behave! Naughty boy! I didn't know because I was in France. She, I met her at the end. I said, Oh, well, yeah. I come here every year. It's my 12th year or something. Wow. I keep them from climbing up the rat. <laughs> but uh, you get the people, the people love to sing and dance. They love to. One lady came up to Ramaya Swami and told him, Thank you so much for being here. Because you come here every year, and I've heard some people saying that this is really the spirit of the whole uh, New Year's festival. They were going to not go this year because uh, it's a big expense, and the, some of the leaders were doing a rock and roll festival mm -hmm. catering instead. And when the, the city council heard, they wrote a personal letter requesting them to please come and do it on country. Now that we had to go and Asking you all, they're asking us. 50,000 people at least on the street. So it's uh, <laughs> different environments. You know, it's like the juggernaut's got a big strobe light on the top. The juggernaut turns yellow and different colored lights flashing. It's kind of not the normal rat theatrical. I going to say. And a disco rap, uh, yeah. but, uh, but uh, that's the time and the place. You know, it's like, everything's very respectful, yeah. and uh, people. Uh, you got these muscle men pulling the rats. So yeah, they used to go, they used to go around the world and sell the different kind of environments. Places. The, uh, of course, they're in Malaysia, and we're preaching to uh, the uh, Indian community. And they have in Kuala Lumpur, they had 57 Ramatas last year, and this year they have 90. So they almost doubled it. Hmm. But then in Penang, they started something new, they started preaching to the Chinese people, which you know, I've been telling them to do, but they haven't been doing it. They've been really, they, they always had one Chinese group in Kuala Lumpur, but they never expanded. But now in uh, Penang, they're going to expand. They have four Chinese groups. Last year was one, and two, and now up to four. And uh, this year, the, the Subhata Rat was all Chinese. <laughs> People pulling the Subhata Rat. <laughs> so it's really nice to see you know, Chinese devotees. Uh, so it's like that time and place. They like his eyes, right? Huh? They like Subhadra's eyes. <laughs> I don't know why they chose Subhadra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Goddess of mercy. They have a goddess of mercy. Subhadra looks like a goddess of mercy. And anyway, Subhadra is the most merciful. Yeah, yeah. Subhadra Devi Ki. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, we got, it was amazing, you know, the tsunami came, which was such a disastrous thing, and our temple 
is uh, is uh, not so far from the ocean side in Penang, but the water came within one hundred meters of our temple and stopped and turned back. Wow. <laughs> and then our temple in Chennai is five hundred meters from the beach. It's just just you know. Huh? Chennai, Ichambakam, Ichambakam. But uh, the Golden Beach, so I have the Golden Beach, but some other side of the road, but uh, also I didn't, didn't get to hit by the water. It didn't reach. So we were, Krishna saved them, the ones, even though they were very close to the water. <clears throat> so was, now they're distributing, they're distributing prasadam. They still are in uh, Sri Lanka, but the people are actually beginning themselves more and more together. The limit how much you can distribute prasadam every month or two until they get their new houses and that. But then they found that uh, the fishermen, not all the fishermen like to, some places they like vegetarian food, some people they want fish. <laughs> so initially, when you're really hungry, they all like to. So they kind of focused, but they found that people were being traumatized and that they appreciated the cute. So, I mean, some ladies told me in Chennai that they couldn't sleep by the beach when their houses were at work and they were all destroyed. Even if they put up a little hut, they were just too afraid yeah. to wake up and see their son swept away by a gigantic wind. You know, it's like they're freaked out. So they stay there all day by the beach, but they go up and sleep far away. They still have nightmares. So, <clears throat> the kirtans are being highly appreciated, it's soothing them, it's giving them some. So, the lot of the kirtans, they found that a lot of, a lot of Russian devotees flew down in Sri Lanka and they're doing kirtan. <clears throat> and then now they say that, well, for the long range, uh, they have, a, have our own, we have an orphanage run by the ladies, the wife of the president has a group of ladies that runs an orphanage. And there's a tsunami orphans. So they're going to get maybe over a hundred orphans from the tsunami whose parents were lost. Because the Christian missionaries, in the name of these big, you know, ox families, I don't know which, which groups they're doing it, but some of the Christian groups do. And they take the orphans and they convert them into, they're all Hindu orphans, Buddhist orphans, they make them change their religion. So some of the local groups are upset because, you know, in the name of charity, they're not taking advantage of it. So they're very happy that we're giving an alternative to people. The nearest and kid can select which, which you know, they don't mind, okay, but at least they have a choice. So they're, gonna, they're thinking to use uh, the time, place, and circumstance that the people have enough food. If they have, we have surplus money, use it to maintain the orphans, the tsunami orphans, we have a fund for them, at least for some years. Which is also food for the feeding them. They have them in the houses that we can build. This lady, you know, a movie star, donated the land and the house for the orphanage, right to the children's 
it's like different places, you know, there's different uh, opportunities and do all these things. In, uh, South America, the devotees, Namhaktas, uh, Bhakti Bhikshya groups are expanding. About 10 or so, 6 to 10 in uh, Peru, in uh, Lima, and other different places. Uh, Joined into the parade, 
and you're allowed, they're allowed to have loudspeakers, and you have kirtan going. And it's always very popular. People there have this tradition that they want you to throw them things, beads and trinkets. So their, their mantra is, throw me something, hey mister, throw me something. So then we have a little sign to say, Chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> and then the people say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> so then we get, we get thousands of people saying Hare Krishna. And we get, you know, <laughs> if you want to get the throw, throw, throw something with us, you know, Chant Hare Krishna. So that time and place, you get everybody to chant. It's, a, it's unusual to see Americans raise their hands. Anyway, they raise their hand and get you to throw something. Oh, everyone's saying, hey, Mr. I'll raise your hand. <laughs> so then you go to chant Hare Krishna, they raise their hand. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So it's like a Gandhis and Kriti, they're raising yeah. their hand and say Hare Krishna. One time we saw some people dressed up, they all wear a different fancy dress. The one dressed up is Hare Krishna. Then they thought they came apologize. That's a compliment, I guess, for a moment. It would be nice if you throw sand, I don't know. Yeah. Afraid of Where else would fire out things? Of course, North America, when they came, they sprouted the actual throughout the whole states. Every weekend in a different place, that's a unique, unique thing. They do the same thing, they do a similar thing, they do exactly the same thing, but they do also have multiple rat captures in Malaysia. Move the different routes around. But here we're moving the whole festival of India with gigantic trucks, and that's quite unique in the world with all the youth going along. Naikanath Gordas is doing the youth tour himself. America, in Peru and Bolivia. He's trying to do it off, I don't success right now. <clears throat> they do on uh, Easter Sunday, big Rakhatra, and it's in uh, the beach of Durban, South Africa. They had these uh, youth from uh, Kenya. They have their AIDS orphans in South Africa, in Africa, over Africa. And so many people have AIDS. In some countries, it's like it's a huge percentage. I don't remember right now. It's like 50 percent, 40 percent are HIV positive. And so the number of people dying from AIDS is just uh, so you get AIDS orphans. So there's an orphanage. Set up by the Hindus and kissing on some devotees are there. Uh, what's his name? Ramaya for Falguna. So Falguna got these kids. And there's one uh, Ugandan, Ugandan devotee who's a good rap singer. So he talked to him all rap. You probably saw the video or something. So they were performing down in South Africa. But when they do many devotional raps. And then they did the one on the AIDS orphans, which is well, more like social. A little, a little touch of devotion, but more just social. And uh, 
But really the people, the African people that were there, they were little, so many of them were crying. This is no one of the kids. We are the AIDS orphans, you know. Beware of AIDS. AIDS kills, killed our dad, killed our mom, killed our, you know, no, no. <laughs> But this, like, this our kids, it's, we were on the street, we were you know, roaming around, now we wake him up and we're chanting Hare Krishna and we have a better life. But be careful what be careful of AIDS. And something like that. It's around. I mean just the fact was just how that kind of music was uh, so good. It was very impressive to the local people. I think that they did a tour in North America. Just how different time, and like Prabhupada, when he was preaching, he, he, he was telling the hippies, Chan Hare Krishna, be happy, Chan Hare Krishna, get high. <laughs> he used the kind of language and the kind of that the people could relate with at that time. I think they were not adapting enough here in America to the situation. That's what he read in the Maharaj. He wanted to have more intellectual preaching or different types of preaching that would have a little more broad vision, you know, see the broad spectrum. But he had also, I agree with, he had to preach in a way that people will uh, appreciate. And he has that vision for that this temple also. That, but how to actually do that? Who God is? Huh? Who God is? Preaching who God is, all religions are believed in one God is good, but what is the most complete religion? The one that knows who that God is? Yes, more scientific. Uh, actually, how to pull that together, the concept is good, but then someone needs to like it. Usually, this thing works by trial and error. You get an idea, you try it, it works, it doesn't work, you try something a little bit works, a little bit, but then you got it. Get, if you're fine, you do a little more, you get the right kind, you give people something clicks, you go. Then what happens is we get something that works, we just, but after eventually it wears out, becomes, it sometimes it wears out. You have to do something different. Or you try one thing that doesn't work, you don't give up. You keep trying other ideas, trying something, something so you learn from what, why didn't it work? Why did it initially work and later it didn't work? Like one of the interesting things I saw in South Africa, in Cape Town, is they have, they started a Bhakti Yoga Club for uh, the Cape Town University, CP, Cape Town, CTU. And uh, in order to get a hall from the university, you need a certain number of members. So because during their Wednesday meetings, or the two or twice, or Tuesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, two once or twice a week they meet, they give people free prasad. So therefore, the youth sign up on the freshman year, you get to join the club, so they have people go around and be able to sign up. So they got enough people to sign up, and they get a hall, and they all get prasad. 
Then what they did is they got permission to give a kiosk for their members to provide them with the vegetarian food, those were vegetarian yoga food, the Bhakti Yoga Club. So they get one kiosk and for like 12 grams or two dollars with a huge plate of rice, dal, sabji, the whole works. So then that became a big hit. That was the best prasad, best bargain for food on the, on the campus. So everybody started joining the Bhakti Yoga Club. You pay three dollars a year and you're a member of Bhakti Yoga Club and get your card and we can go. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.